Hello, friends, it's Julie. I wanted to let you know that the Angel School is back. For those of you who don't know, my Angel School program does two things for you. First, it certifies you as a Reiki master teacher. That's right, you are going to become a Reiki master teacher which means that you'll learn how to feel energy, how to feel into the chakras, how to understand the pain that's there and remove that and clear that from people's chakras, from their auric field. Not only can you do this for others, but it's going to teach you how to do it for yourself. Also, with the Angel School, you learn how to connect with your angels, your guides, and your loved ones on the other side. You learn how to bring through your messages for you and for other people. Some people love to take the Angel School because they want this information for themselves. They want to be able to connect more deeply with their intuition and really feel aligned all the time. Other people feel called to do this work as a job or profession. And if that's you, that's fantastic. Let's get you certified so that you can be working on other people, on clients as a Reiki master teacher and as a certified angel messenger. For details on all of this, go over to my website, jancis.com or email me and we will get you all registered. You're listening to Angels and Awakening, where we believe daily life can be lived from a constant state of love, joy, peace, bliss, ease, and grace. Why are people always searching for a better way to live? Because there is one. Life doesn't have to be stress-filled and anxiety-ridden. You can make lasting changes that lead to a life you love. My name's Julie Jancis. I have the gift of connecting with angels and bringing through their healing, positive messages to my clients every day. Join us on the Angels and Awakening podcast each week as we explore big spiritual questions, interview experts, and bring through angel messages. I'm so excited you're here. Robin, hello. Thank you so much for being with us today. Hello. So Robin has her own angel story, and I'd love, Robin, for you to share that with us. You um, you lost your brother, who is very close to you, and you received signs from him. So if you could tell us a little bit about your brother and a little bit about your angel story, we would just love to hear it. Okay. First of all, um, me and my brother were really close. I noticed within the last five years, he just got to where he was like, he seemed to be kind of going downhill. He would get out of breath and stuff. We lived side by side. It was, it was to the point to where he couldn't catch his breath and he couldn't really walk to see me. And he would always call and say, can you give me a Pepsi? And so I got to where I would just take it to him. And we just peek and joke and we get in the car and ride around. We were always close. And then he fell one day and he got put in the hospital. And he he was the type that wouldn't go to a doctor. So when he got put in the hospital, they did some more tests and they found out he had some stuff going on with his heart. They found out he had AFib, and he had a thyroid condition and different stuff wrong with him. He went through rehab and stuff and everything, and then I brought him home. Actually, 
one of the doctors told him, he says, you'll never walk again. And my brother says, yes, I will. I'm going to prove you wrong. And so he did. And I encouraged him and I told him, I said, you can do anything you set your mind to. So he started walking again. It went from there and he seemed to be getting better and everything. And then as the year went on, I took him back to the doctor and some of his tests, they said they had saw some stuff on the test that had happened to him that they hadn't noticed. They said his heart valves were leaking in. And we were just sitting there. I remember in that doctor's office and we both just hung our head down and it just broke my heart and it did his too. And we were just speechless. We left. I said, I don't like hearing this news about you. And he said, I don't either. But he said, I don't want you to be sad. And I said, well, I'm sad. And he said, well, I don't want you to be. He said, I'm going to get through this. So for a while, he did pretty good. And then I noticed he started getting worse again. He started going downhill again. And then took him to like the heart center. They did some tests. They said there really wasn't much they could do for him because of all the conditions he was in. So I was still sad, but still, you're never really ready for things like this. You just think you are. So I would try to motivate him. I just try to say, well, let's just go ride somewhere and get something to eat or, you know, just try to make him smile. We joke around and stuff. Anyways, I went to take him to the doctor that morning and I went into the house and he told me he was weak. He says, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get up and go to the doctor. And he just kind of slumped over. So I called 911. So they came and picked him up. And it went from there. And so I went on to the hospital. I thought they were going to put him in a room because that's what they said. So I went and got me a bite to eat. And then they called me and they said, can you come back to the emergency room? And I said, okay. I get back there. and they told me they said your brother's on his way out and I just was not expecting that I just I became hysterical I'm like let me talk to my brother and they said well you can't go in there right now I said I need to talk to him I need to tell him some stuff and so finally I got to go in there and I got to tell him I loved him it was just heartbreaking to me I still cry over it we called each other all the time. We talked to each other, and I can't call him no more. And he died on February 26, 2019. After that, I was just lost. I was sad. I remember coming home from the hospital that night, and I just felt like a void in my heart. And I would just cry, and I was just so sad. I just couldn't do anything. Uh, I couldn't hardly eat. I couldn't. I couldn't really function. All I could, it was like I had been going through a dream and it was like I was living in a daze and it just kept running through my mind what happened to him. And so I remember it was a Saturday morning. I got up out of the bed. So I walked into the kitchen and I was just worried because it's like I didn't have any closure with the way, it, you know, the way he passed away and all. And I'm like, Larry, that was his name. I'm like, can you please, please show me that you're okay and that you're in heaven? And I was just crying. I was just hysterical. And I said, can you please show me a sign or 
God to show me a sign. All of a sudden, I just looked out the kitchen window, and this cardinal just lands in a tree, and it just sits there, and it don't move. Then it just keeps sitting there. I'm like, this this is my sign. I just kept staring, and then I just started smiling, and I'm like, well, you're showing me that you're okay, and you're in heaven. And I was just so happy after I saw that. After that, like every day, I see this cardinal, and then its mate come in the backyard too and build a nest, and I see cardinals everywhere I go. When I see them, a sense of peace and comfort comes over me. It's like he's with me. And also, I'll be going down the, like, the road in my car, and this yellow butterfly follows me around, and I'll just be driving. And the butterfly just flies down the road along the side of me. And, and just like, it's like he's with me. And then, like, I'll be real worried or, you know, I was going to an appointment and I was kind of nervous about it. And I'll be real worried about stuff. And here comes this yellow butterfly. And it just flies along with me just about everywhere I go. And it just gives me a sense of peace and comfort. And I know in my heart he's in heaven by seeing this. And I just thought that maybe if somebody out there has had a loss like me and you were just devastated and sad, I'm just hoping that my story will help you because just ask God for a sign. And I think that that somehow he will help you and he will show you some type of sign to let you know that everything's going to be okay. I have my days. But when I do, I'll just see this cardinal and I'll see that yellow butterfly. And it's kind of what's keeping me going. And I just feel like if somebody hears this, because sooner or later in your life, you're going to lose someone and you're not going to be expecting it. And when you see these things like this, it's going to give you a sense of peace and comfort all over your body. And... I just feel like somebody needs to hear this. I know that I'm I'm from the South and I talk Southern and all, but I just feel like maybe this story will touch somebody that has been affected by something like this, like me, because it just gives you um, peace and comfort. And I honestly think he's in heaven. I feel like he's watching down over me and I feel like he's with me all the time. Because every time I get discouraged, I see this stuff. I even have pictures. I even told my husband, I said, do you see this? We were just riding down the road. And the butterfly was flying down the road, you know, along beside of us. And he's like, I see this. So I told him, I said, get your phone. So he takes a picture of the cardinal outside. So I have a picture of it in the tree and it appears. The butterfly, my husband's like, it really is following you around. And I said, yes. And I said, I thought, you know, maybe I'm just seeing things. And then I'm like, no, he says, you're not seeing things because he saw it too. But I just hope that my story will help somebody out there. If you've had a loss like this and you were really close to somebody you love and you're having problems coming to terms with it, just ask for a sign. Ask God for a sign. Just ask that person to give you a sign. And I, I'm almost sure and confident that you'll get a sign like I did. And I feel like that it will help you get on with your days and stuff. And it'll help motivate you to keep going. Because right after he died, I just felt like I couldn't go anymore. And I know that people that had some kind of loss like this, 
have felt the same as I've felt. You just feel like there's an awful void in your life. And it's hard to really go on when you're that close to a person. And, you know, I just feel like now that he's happy. He's not suffering anymore. And I just feel like he's at peace. And I hope that this gives somebody out there that's listening some type of peace in your life if you've experienced anything like this. But um, I saw that on People Magazine, and I read that, and I can identify with the story because it really happened to me, too. So I'm hoping this helps inspire someone out there. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it will. Thank you, Robin, so much for um, being willing to come on the show and share your story. I'm so sorry for the loss of your brother. But I just really want to thank you so very much for coming on the show today and joining us and sharing this because I'm absolutely sure that it will help somebody out there. Yes, uh, I really appreciate you having me. And I really do hope that it helps someone out there because I can truly identify with the feeling. And hopefully someone will hear this and it will help them. I honestly think there are signs to show you you know, that things are going to be okay. Definitely. The other thing is I want you to, the next time that you see the butterfly or the cardinal, I want you to ask yourself, what was I just thinking about? Because a lot of times when we see those signs, your loved ones are coming through, they're manipulating the energy of the butterfly or they're manipulating the energy of the bird in order to catch your attention so that you consciously are aware that they're with you, present with you at that time. And when you ask yourself, what was I just thinking about? A lot of times what they want you to know, the message that they're trying to get across to you is that they're with you on that topic that you were just thinking about they're helping you with that so yes. um i wanted to i believe that, that. Mm-hmm. because um like i said i was going to go to that appointment the other evening last week and i was kind of real nervous and um, when he was alive i would say i'm real nervous about this today and he's like you know what i'm going to pray for you and i'm going to be with you and when i saw that butterfly that evening it's like a sense of comfort came over me and everything turned out okay, you know, and yeah. it was like he was showing me he was with me. And yeah, I feel absolutely. like, you know, people, people can still be with you, you know, even if they're, even if they're passed away, I feel like they can still be with you. Yeah, absolutely. Robin, is your mom on the other side? Uh, sorry, I, my phone, what did you say? Is your mom in heaven as well? Yes, my mom's in heaven, and he told me before he passed away he wanted to go be with my mom. And yeah. honestly, I think that um, they're together up there. I honestly believe that. Yeah, you know what? When you talked about the second cardinal coming in, that sometimes you see the cardinals mm-hmm. together, the male and the female, um, mm-hmm. your mom steps forward on the other side, and she said that she needed you to know that that's her. I believe that. I believe that because um, she died in 2012, and I had a hard time with that, too. And honestly, I think it's, it's both of them trying to help guide me through life. I feel, I feel like it's her 
Her first name was Maggie. And honestly, I'll be going down the road and I'll just be kind of, you know how you'll just everyday stress. And I'll just be stressed about something. And that song, Maggie May, will come on the radio. It's like little things, you know, things like that, you know, and um, just just things. It's like she's showing me, too. It's like she's with me, too. You know, I've had a hard time with both of, you know, both of them passing away. But um, because there's nothing like your mom. And then my brother and he lived with my mom. And so. Yeah, it's been really hard, but um, I'm glad you told me that because I kind of felt that, that maybe she was showing me signs too. She also makes me feel like uh, there's another little one on the other side because there's a a younger energy on the other side. I did have um, another brother that passed away. I was just a baby and... She said he was bouncing me up now that day, and he said that when he came back, he was going to carry me to the carnival, and he didn't make it back. Okay. He passed away, so too, and my mama had a hard time with him dying, too, but I never met him because I was a baby, Yeah. and um, he had always told her that he he just wasn't going to live long. He had always told mom that, and she'd say, why do you say that? And he said, I'm just not. It's like he knew. Mm-hmm. And uh, she grieved over that a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I wished I would have got to meet him. She said he just loved me to death. You know, I've had a lot of tragedy in my life, but I just try to keep going forward. If anybody's hearing this, uh, I know mm-hmm. there's probably a lot of people out there that's dealt with things like this, but I just keep putting my faith in God and keep trying to move forward. You know, because I do feel like, I I even feel like he's with me, even though I don't remember him. I just feel like she's with me. I feel like my brother's with me. I just feel that way. Yeah. And your mom wants you to know how proud she is of you, of the daughter that you were, of the wife that you are, of the mother that you are. And Oh, you're making me cry. I miss my mom so much. Yeah, um, I'm so sorry for your losses. They just really want you to know that they're all together on the other side. And they so closely watch out for you, your husband, your son, and his family. And and they just want you to know that they're all okay on the other side. They also want you to know on the other side, heaven isn't just one place like this earth is, right? It's broken up into different realms, different worlds, and they show me that they're all together at this place where I call home base because everybody over there has their own home. And uh-huh. if you go down the street, it's like mom and brothers and everybody, they all live on the same street. Everybody from your school family uh, lives in the same neighborhood right there. And so they want you to know that they're more than okay. They don't call it heaven for any old reason over there. They call it heaven because it's just so miraculous and so um, wonderful. So they just want you to know that that's where they are and they're completely taken care of and they're they're more than okay. Oh, that makes me feel so much better. I I, I knew the Cardinals. I'm pretty sure they were, I knew they were a sign in the butterfly. 
and stuff. And I, I feel like they were my signs. And I feel like my mom's never left me. Um, the, honestly, after she died, I started like on the radio, just different stuff, like you said, would start happening to me after she passed away and stuff too. But um, yes, I still have my days, but just seeing these cardinals and being you said the mates out there um that makes me feel good that you told me that's my mom Mm -hmm. yeah that's her energy coming through yes because she adored my brother and all of us and she told us she wanted to see us all in heaven and she adored my son and my little granddaughter yes she helped me raise my son kind of had it kind of hard and she helped me raise my son and stuff and we were real close when he was young and stuff and my granddaughter she only did get to meet her one time but I know she loved her in her heart and my son too and you know absolutely well everyone has a spirit team on the other side which is made up of angels guides and our loved ones that are over there and what spirit shows me is that no soul here on earth is doing this journey alone that our spirit team on the other side is always helping us guiding us directing us and protecting us as i'm saying this your mom was talking about your husband did she adore your husband she actually never met him Um, I got married to him last year, and my brother, the one that passed away, is the one who gave me away. Okay. And he was in my wedding, and um, it was like a bittersweet day because I was so close to my brother, and, but yeah, um, he told me, he said, I want you to be happy in life. I want you to be with someone, you know, and it was, it was a... It was actually a good day and, you know, and everything. And uh, he couldn't walk good then, but I have pictures of it. And um, it was just, I don't know, it just, it was just a a great day. I kind of felt like I was torn between my brother and my husband. And uh, he lived with me and my husband for a while, for a pretty good while when he came back home from rehab. And my husband got real close to him. And then my brother would tell me, he said, I think you've made the right decision in life. My husband cries over him too, you know, still. But he sees the Cardinals. He sees, like my husband was out there mowing grass Saturday. So I looked out the window and there's that yellow butterfly following my husband around in the yard. (laughs) You know. So honestly, your mom's coming through talking about how she adores him and um, and she just thinks the world of him. So please let him know that she says that. And she also thanks him for the ways that uh, he helped take care of her son, your brother, and um, the way that he was there for for your brother, because he didn't have to be. He, He did that of his own free will. And she just really thanks him for doing that yes he did he stepped in and you know a lot of people wouldn't let you do that and he let him stay here a lot of people wouldn't let you do that he stepped in and really helped me with my brother and I'm so thankful for that I mean sometimes I think you just meet people for a reason and um 
I think he really saved me from saved my life and helped me, you know. Um, yeah. And, you know, I feel like sometimes you meet people for a reason. And I told him, I said, I think if you met my mom, I think you and her would hit it off because she loved gardening and working outside, and he does too. And I said, I think you and her would hit it off. And he said he thought that they would too, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I love that. Anyway. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I do have one more question for you. Was your mom mm-hmm. sick? Yes. At the Very end? sick. Uh-huh. Yeah. And did you help care for her as well? Yes. Because she yes. thanks you for that. She really does. Yes, she I did. I did. Yeah. Um, it got to the point, um, I was supervisor of a store, and they were pressuring me. I wanted to take care of my mom, and I was supervisor of the store, and they were pressuring me about that I needed to put her away and uh, um, that I needed to take care of my job. And I said, but you only have one mom. But it got my mom had cancer, and it got to the point to where it was a 24-hour job, and some of my family wouldn't help me. And, um, it got to where it was just physically and mentally wearing me down. So I just cried and I told mom, I said, mom, I'm trying here, but I can't do this all alone. I said, yeah. I'm physically and mentally wore out. And and she had cancer and um, she kind of told me she understood. I just want to know if she did understand. Yeah, she did. She I did. took care of her as long as I could till it got to where I couldn't do it anymore. And finally, she had to go to, um, like, um, the rest home at the end. But it was to the point that I couldn't even give her a shower. The cancer had spread so bad. And uh, she was falling. She couldn't walk. And I always worry about that part. I feel like my mom, how she, I I worry about that part where I had to do that. Because I didn't really want to. No, she knows, and she respects the decisions that you had to make because you really couldn't physically do everything that she needed to take care of her at the end. No, I couldn't. You couldn't lift her. You couldn't do all of these different things that she needed. And she said, please, please tell her. I'm giving her a hug right now. I'm comforting her because it is okay. She said, "Um, you did the best that you could for me, and please be proud of that. She doesn't want you to be disappointed in any way. She loves you so, so much. And um, no, she, you made her so proud. She thanks you for all you did. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Do you worry though about getting sick as well? Yes. Yeah. And um, where is dad? Um, My dad? Yeah. Well, it's a long story, but when I was a little girl, Mom told me that my dad um, was this man, and he was just like, he was just my everything. And he died when I was five, and I went everywhere with him. I went fishing with him. I rode in the car with him. I did everything with him. And so Mom told me that my dad died when I was five years old. That was my dad. So all my life. I was led to believe he was my dad, and I remember kids at school teasing me, you don't have a daddy, when I was little, and I, and I would cry, because I wanted my daddy to come back, but she told me he was dead, so then, 
I turned 42 years old and we had a get together at my house. And my nephew was sitting there and he's like, Mama, that's my mama. And he says, why don't you tell Robin who her daddy is? And she told me that my daddy was actually the man that lived next door, my next door neighbor. And me and my son were sitting there and we were just kind of shocked. And I said, why, Mama? And she said that she didn't want to tell me because they didn't didn't want it it to get out that he was really my daddy. And so then it's like now then he died of cancer and um i didn't know how to feel towards him because i felt like through the years that that it looks like he could have acknowledged he was my daddy and stuff and i feel like i missed out on a lot and i'm having a hard time dealing with that he died of cancer and i'm having a hard time dealing with the you know the situation um finding out that the daddy I thought was my daddy really wasn't, but I feel like the one that I thought was my daddy was the one that really cared about me that died when I was five. I feel like he's with me sometimes is what I feel like. Yeah. I'm so sorry for everything that you went through with that. And your mom wants you to know how sorry she is for you. Sometimes they bring up topics because they need to go into it further. And, um, when they bring through information from the other side, it's not like they hand it to you on a silver platter. You kind of have to put together what the message is. And what she wants you to know is just that she's so sorry for how you learned and that you didn't learn it from her. Um, She also really talks about you and how you feel like, um, like you're going to get sick one day because both she and your biological father passed from cancer and she wants you to know that that's not true. Okay. It's not that you don't need to go do your checkups and go to the doctor and take care of yourself. You still have to do all of that. But what she wants me to teach you is a tool that they, they show me on the other side, which is think of your DNA strand, like the double helix. And what they show me is that with the double helix, there's millions or billions of doors and windows to your DNA, okay? And Uh every morning and every night um, when you wake up and before you go to bed, I want you to say this prayer. Dear God, please close all the doors and windows to my DNA that aren't best serving my highest health. And please, God, open all the doors and windows to my DNA that would serve my highest health. Okay. Can you maybe send me that message on Instagram yeah. so I can write it down or something? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, so you think I'm just worrying over my health because of my mom and my dad and I'm, I'm going to be okay? Is that what it is? Yes, yes. Okay. I'm a worrywart. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's okay that's okay so whenever you have those just whenever you have those negative thoughts and you're aware you're consciously aware of it what I want you to do is say that prayer okay okay I just want to thank you so much for your time Robin um and for being Uh on the podcast today I just really appreciate your your time and your energy and you sharing your story with us I'm so sorry for the losses that you've gone yeah. through. 
maybe uh, somebody will hear this and it'll help them. Thank you so much. Okay, and thanks so much for telling me that about my mom. That just makes me feel so much better. Oh, of course, of course. You have a really a blessed day, okay? Okay, thank you. Sure, Bye. you too. Bye-bye. Bye. My dear friends, you don't know what an incredible, huge, huge, huge blessing it is to this podcast when you write a glowing, positive review for us. It truly helps us get the best experts on the show. I know this might sound a little complex, but if you send me an email after you post a glowing, positive review here, I will put your name into a monthly drawing to win a free 30-minute angel message session with me, and it may just be broadcast on this show at a later date. Your name will be kept in the drawing every month until you win. When you email me, don't forget to include your name, contact information, and positive review. I hope you win! Tune in for a new episode next week where I'll share tools and guidance that can help you fall in love with your life and start living it from a place of peace, bliss, and ease. Thank you so much for listening to the Angels and Awakening podcast. Until next time, know in your heart just how deeply you're loved on the other side and open up your heart to all of the random, unexpected blessings that your angels and your spirit team are trying to bring into your life right now. Disclaimer, this podcast provides general information and discussion about energy healing, spiritual topics, and related subjects. The conversations and other content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials are not intended and should not be construed as medical, psychological, and or professional advice. If the listener or any other person has a medical concern, he or she should consult with an appropriately licensed physician or other healthcare professional. Never make any medical or health-related decision based in whole or even in part on anything contained in the Angels and Awakening podcast or in any of our linked materials. You should not rely on any information contained in this podcast and related materials in making medical, health-related, or other decisions. You should consult a licensed physician or appropriately credentialed healthcare worker in your community in all matters relating to your health. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. Again, angel messages, energy healing, and the information you receive here does not constitute legal, psychological, medical, business, relationship, or financial advice. Do not take any of the advice given in any Angels and Awakening podcasts or sessions in lieu of medical, psychological, legal, financial, or general professional advice. Please note, Angels and Awakening is a podcast produced by Chicago Energy Healing, a company with locations in Wheaton and Naperville, Illinois.